This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Angela Lovell, psychic witch and best-selling author. And today we're going to talk about how to make the ultimate magic. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. Dear Witchy Poo, I know you've poo-pooed love spells, but I'd love to hear which kind of magic you use to call in love. Signed, Alone and Horny. I love this letter. So I'm talking to Kat, who you've all heard me rhapsodize about a million times. You've been on the podcast before. Yes. Um, you're currently my roommate. <laughs> Which has been an adventure. It has. It's been an adventure. It but has. it's been beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has. It's, it's been very relaxing. <sighs> I know. It's even nice having you here. We have, like, so um, many animals in the house that it's, I mean, honestly, I've, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like we're running a rescue for animals. We're I not, do too. We're not giving well, up. Well, and they're all so fucked up. It's so, look at the one in my lap right now, fat and judgy. You're so perfect. Um, so, so uh, love spells and love. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about intention. Yes. Today, as the ultimate magic, the easiest magic. Um, I mean, God, where do we even start? I feel like. I think we were just talking about this yesterday where we were just talking about intention and then you got this letter where, you know, what are what are we actually putting out to the universe and what are we actually asking for? So I thought this was a really interesting place to start. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I guess we let's start with, like, love spells because um, I've talked about this a lot. I know you feel this way, too. Yes. The manipulative manipulative magic is fucked up and it'll it'll fuck you up. Yes. And even when because uh you removed a bunch of attachments from me a year ago. That was yes. like exactly a year ago yes. when I came back from the paranormal investigation yeah. in Trans Allegheny. And there was so much attached to intention that had been created, and I think mm-hmm. that's something people don't understand. Well, is that- you- well, sorry to interrupt you. Even the the love spell, you saw you you were in there removing stuff and you go, yeah. you have bad like juju from a love spell you did in 96 yeah do you remember this yes i actually i'm recalling it now and and i was like oh we forget called out yeah Yeah, we forget well and i fucked that guy up and we were getting back together and then i did manipulative magic and it overwhelmed him and and i you know even like the littlest things like the freaking it's on my tiktok it's a spell for 
um, panty magic. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't write a man's name on the panties. Like, don't do it. it it'll <laughs> fuck him up. It's it's too much. It's overwhelming. But then there's also the, the karma that comes with it. That's exactly where I was going with it. Because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't understand is that they're just thinking when they create these spells that they're just bringing them in but it's actually violating free will and Mm -hmm. free will is the number one natural law so people don't realize the the repercussions of breaking natural law and that's why it followed you karmically through all those years because it was the violation of the free will yeah yes it makes total sense um and you guys become a I'm like, I'm like, we're going to tell you why to not do love spells. But also, if you're a patron, we're going to tell you our favorite love spells. <laughs> we're going to tell you also how to do it right. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's like the, oh man. I mean, I did do this. I, we'll talk about it on Patreon. I yeah. don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like freak out the fucking norm core listeners who are just <laughs> dipping their toe in witchcraft, um, which is something I do at parties instead. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you about how to use those body fluids. Yeah. Were you also the kid at slumber parties who would, like, tell ghost stories? And yes. Then- um, how many How many ghost stories? How many Ouija boards did we use? Yes! We would make like, our own because um, our parents would take them when they found them. They yeah, I was that I was that weird kid that made, that would do the Ouija boards and then, like, things would go flying. But that's, like, yep. I think a whole episode on itself is those. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe we should do that for Halloween. Scary. Oh, yeah, that's scary. a good one. I know. I'm going to try to do a bunch of these while you're in my house because I hate researching and writing these episodes. (laughs) Um, I would rather just talk. I have no time to research anymore. Um, But, okay, so let's start with... I shared this thing to my stories um, just yesterday by this guy I really like, Taro Joe, who I met in New York at Witches Fest. And it was just this cute video he made where he was like... Somebody was like, you believe in Taro, bro? And he Mm -hmm. said literally believing in anything is how you create. Yes. Like belief is creation. And that's intention. Yeah. It's intention. Exactly. And when I, right before I left to go on my amazing overseas trip that I got back from, I was gone for a month and I went all over Europe and all over the UK. And right before I left, um, I had this, I think it was when I was talking to the trees because I have those three favorite trees outside who tell me all kinds of weird shit. Um, I met the most perverted tree in Italy, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've met one. Some of them are and really they're like, They're so funny. Yes. Well, I was I was somewhere. Maybe I was just walking to the beach, but it was a really great nature-y download. And I had this moment that, like, a lot of psychics I know have, maybe you have them too, where... Every once in a while, I'd be like, am I fucking insane? Like, am I crazy? I think we all have that because we still have the rational. And a big part of our work is to remove the rational and allow the mystery to come through. But then when that rationale analytical kicks in, we're like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, and you can't work in the rational. You've got to have one foot in each world to do this kind of work. But also, they told me... Because I actually, I was like, I was actually saying the word delusional. I was like, am I delusional? Yeah. And they said, delusion is illusion. It's all the same. Like, like delusion, you have to, yes, it is. It's almost like delusion, but you have to believe in it for it to be real. Yes. So it was almost like, 
who cares if you're delusional? Because every, you know, I'm seeing things that are actually, you know, just today I had a woman who could only spend like five minutes on the phone with me and immediately I'm like, you're a Gemini, you know? And that's not the shit that I've been able to see. Obviously it's real, but I have to suspend, I have to, I have to suspend my disbelief. Yes, it's the disbelief. And yeah, I, I think that's... I that I'm explaining it well. No, I think you are explaining it well because you have to separate yourself. Like, it's like fourth wall. Like, you have to break fourth wall. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the reality that we know it as 3D. Mm-hmm. And that actually does tie into the magic work. There's the reality that we're working, the, the, the five senses that we can uh-huh. taste and touch. And then there's the ether. And so that's what you mean by stepping into both. Because we all know that this is an illusion when we're functioning in our human self as a psychic. We see illusion where we interact with that matrix. So it's like being able to plug in and out. Yep. We're writing our own story every day. And even, you know, when I was traveling, I traveled a lot with one of my best friends, Nikki Black. She's like pop star. She was on The Voice in France. She's... She's going to be real famous soon enough. But um, she is so Leo queen. And we were in Nice. And I said something about um, a guy I like. And I was like, I don't know where it can go because he's into he's into basic women. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Bless the basics. It's fine. It must be nice to just exist. I, I do enjoy my pumpkin spice latte. Yes! yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Barrel girl fall. Oh, my God, please. Um, and and I said to Nikki, I was like, I don't know, because, like, does he like basic? And, and she said to me, she never, because I snooped. You know, I snooped mm-hmm. his Instagram, and she's like, Ugh, "I never look at their stuff." And I and I said, "How do you do that?" And she goes, "I just assume I'm the best." And I was like, immediately, the message that I'd gotten just a few weeks prior about delusion and illusion, they were like, "There it is." Why wouldn't you write that story for yourself? Like, why? Yeah. And I fucking look at these women. I am the best. God <laughs> damn it! Like, I know this, and then it's like. I'll rewrite a sad. I'll write a sad yes. story about where his attention. Why wouldn't I just write the story that Nikki's writing, which serves her, where she can go out on stage and perform in front of a million people and not bat an eye or have nerves? Like, I I love that you're also bringing that up because that that does play a part in how our intention work plays out. Because it's like, how do those stories? How are those stories sending out energy into yeah. the world? How is that affecting our intention work or our magic work? Yes. So, like when you're bringing that up, it's it's a really great example that everyone can relate to on how intention work works. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about manifestation or spell work and you're like, why am I writing this sad story? But those are the personal beliefs we've been instilled in. Yeah. So like a big part of what I've been looking at in intention work is unmaking ourselves and unmaking those delusions. You can say even the story that I am not good enough is an illusion because that's yes. what we were taught. Yep. We we created that value based on what we were taught to experience in our life. So when we're unmaking ourselves, we're unmaking the stories that don't align with our own worth and our own yes. values. Um, those are the things that are getting in the way of things like love spells and intention work or prosperity. So she has the confidence of knowing hey, I know I am the best, but that's also going into something that's been resonating in my mind. There was a gentleman, like, he was rich, and he was like, 
I just know it's coming. Like, I don't worry about it. Like, how we, how his relationship with the energy of money or the yes. relationship we have with the energy of love or what we tell ourselves love yep. is and what we think we want. Yep. One of the biggest things I hear people's guides scream about is when they make a statement, um, I'm really fucked up, mm-hmm. is one I've heard recently. Um, see, this is all I need, just this. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ones? I've? Uh, and it's funny because, you know, um, remember, well, and you guys might remember this when I did, um, I've talked a lot about journeying to the Sumerian land of the dead with you. Yes. And that I, was years I ago. I never forget that. That's like such oh a beautiful God. memory. Yeah, me too. Well, and then I was a crow because that is actually the animal I've moved through worlds as. And it's funny because I always say like, I still have this crow spirit where you know, I annoy people. I'm loud, like, like, like shiny ha, things. Ha. Yeah. yeah. And I always, Nadia and I always say, I call people out. And yes. so when I hear somebody make these, these limiting statements about themselves, I'm like, I, the guides, their guides immediately start screaming at me to call them out. And I interrupt them and I'm like, why would you limit yourself with this? Why would you set yourself up with this story? You're different yes. every day. Like you get even when people say, well, this is how I am in relationships. Well, how do you know? That's how you yes. were in relationships. That's not how you are in relationships because you're getting to know the new person you are every day. Every moment. Every yes. moment is a moment that we're creating ourselves. And when people say things like, I'm fucked up, they're setting a standard of a continuation Yep. by saying these these words. And that's where it's like you're casting a curse on yourself. You're casting yep. a spell on yourself. <sighs> Thank you. Oh. And this is how that kind of plays in. And this is like the mundane mm-hmm. part of what people don't understand and setting intention. If I keep repeating, I'm fucked up, I'm not allowing myself a new opportunity to create a new reality, or I can't allow myself to set an intention to bring in the good things. So if I say I'm fucked up, I'm setting a spell on myself that I'll only receive fucked up. I'll mm-hmm. only receive because I'm not good enough if I say I'm fucked up. Exactly. So, like when we're looking at love spells, we look at it as this is what's going to bring me my healing. If I'm loved by someone else, it'll give me my value. Yes. And then it's outside <clears throat> of the work because we have to do the work. I, I absolutely believe there are people who have healed me and I have healed them. And I believe that that's true. But the biggest healing work is solo. It's done on your own. And also, spoiler alert, we're all fucked up all the time. That's the whole point of being here. We're fucked up and we're just always getting better. I mean, to but to but to tap into I'm fucked up instead of I'm always evolving. I'm always growing and changing. I'm excited to learn something new today. Like, yeah, you're fucked up too, but you can be joyful about it. I think there's also a validity in giving yourself permission to be fucked up because we're all wounded. We're yes. forever wounded. We're forever healing. And so what if I'm fucked up, but that's where the intention comes in? Am I choosing to respond to that in a constructive manner or a destructive manner? Because yes. we're all a mess. Yes. So if we're all a mess, are we presenting our mess as a reason to create better for ourselves and transcend what Mm -hmm. is limiting us or are we using that as a reason to stay stuck yes well and to stay stuck to choose um you know these stories these statements oh my god my favorite gemini cat is out he wants to participate you have something to say Mm -hmm. you're he feels very deserving of all the love and attention this guy um but 
to to limit yourself in this way to say um i'm not ready i'm not deserving i'm fucked up is also protection and it's ego keeping you back holding you back from being hurt by love from being hurt by success you know mm-hmm. even like recently you saw the you know somebody i was asking about you saw a very interesting thing which is a lot of people have feel fear of failure on the other side of success yes so they get successful and now all eyes are on them you know and then they self-destruct and then they they fail and they're scared of that. They're scared of getting all the attention and then bombing when all eyes are on them, you know? Yeah. So these are the people who would, like, rather feel like a star in the privacy of their bedroom. You know, they don't yeah. want to shine so brightly for everybody. And it breaks my fucking heart how common this is. And then there is fear of success, too, you know? There's fear, you know, to be successful. Okay, well, how do you feel about money? Oh, capitalism and rich people suck. Okay, so if you become one, then you will hate yourself. So the fear of success, the fear of failure on the other side of success, there's so much that people create about that story that they just stay away from success or they stay away from love. Like, well, they'll leave me in the long run, you know? I was abandoned constantly as a child and... My ex-partner told me when I got blackout drunk, like, that was, which, okay, black. I was younger, and we were in New York, and it was easy to accidentally get a mm-hmm. little drunk where you didn't remember what you said, but that was my go-to. I would always say, you're going to leave me. You're going to leave me. And I was thinking about this today because I posted these pictures with my friends in Italy, and I had this moment at the fountain when I couldn't find them, and my inner child was triggered because my mom would abandon me in grocery stores all the time and I couldn't find her. And right. and it was part of my abandonment. So for me, avoiding love is avoiding the fear, the discomfort of worrying about being abandoned. And being loved. And that's where a lot of people, like, when you look at that story on an energetic level, and this is how... This is how energy and intention work, again, in the mundane between the 3D and our our story or our energies. So each time we write these stories, like, I'm afraid of being left, so I'll leave first because it's inevitable. We're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. And this is how it works in tarot, too. You know, like you said, belief is everything. So if I believe I'm going to be left in the end. I will be left in the end because I'm working towards the inevitable. I've already set the intention, set the spell on myself, cursed myself with always being left. I will find people that will leave me. Mm -hmm. And that reinforces that belief. And that belief becomes so powerful that becomes our reality. Even though it's an illusion. Because if I find the right person, they won't. Yeah. And I love, some people have been, um, you know, talking shit about, uh, attachment styles recently but I still think attachment styles are dead on um and it took me a long time to move out of anxious avoidant into secure um and if you guys don't know about attachment styles you should look this up the book is called attached and it's very basic it's very easy I mean you'll you can skim it and get a ton out of it but as an ex anxious avoidant who moved into secure Like, I had to rewrite that story for myself. I had to, um, I don't know, I guess, like, even brave being left. And and 
you know, I'm two times divorced, and both of those I initiated. I mean, right. to be fair, they fucked up. They initiated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, not accepting that story. Colossal <laughs> fuck-ups uh, on their ends. But um, I shouldn't say that because the first one I'm still very close with, you know, or mm-hmm. we're, we're, we still love and support each other. Um, but uh, in the end, I was like, nope, this isn't going to serve me. And, and he needed to, he has healed a lot on his own, and he needed to be alone to heal. But um, but I did leave both of those, so that was still one of. I mean, you shouldn't, you can't save everything, you know. Yeah. And also, soulmates end sometimes. You know, you get like a handful of these soulmates. You're you get to. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking buffet, man. Why do people get so sad when a relationship ends? Because guess what? There's a, another one coming. There's always <laughs> there's always somebody else, and and I get it because I've been attached to. But my God, it's so fun to like, to find somebody who can like, I don't know, just like fuck your brains out in a way that the last person couldn't, you know, just little basic things that we're here in these bodies to experience. And, and I will also say, I feel like I'm getting all over the place, but like, but with, I don't know what I started to say with the attachment styles exactly, but to move through as I have now by taking my time from anxious avoidant to secure and when I meet now, when I meet, oh my God, avoidant men love me because I have the thing now where when they they can't give me what I know I need and deserve, I'm like, okay, bye. Like, all right, good luck. And my God, an avoidant loves to be rejected. Like that's the, the food. That's their yeah. nourishment to keep them in their weird avoidant place. And it's like, but why is that your version of love? Yes. Why is that feeding to you? What that says is that's the way that they learned how to be loved mm-hmm. by their family or that's the way they learned what love looked like. Yes. And yes. that's those stories that are instilled in us through our experiences that create the intentions that through the stories we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. through what we see. And this is where psychology plays a part in the creation of our reality. I There's this great book called The Voice of Knowledge. Everyone's familiar with Don Miguel Ruiz for The Four Agreements. But uh, this yeah. one isn't as talked about. And... I don't know this one. Yeah. The voice of knowledge talks about how in Toltec, they understand that this is a dream. So (gasps) we know we're dreaming our reality into being, but it's all those little thoughts we have, a thousand thoughts a day that we're not aware of, that we we tell ourselves that is the most powerful spell. So it's the little beliefs we have, like this always happens, or it's like this, or just my luck, or all those little thousands of thoughts hundreds of thoughts that we have every single day that we write off that's a negative thought Mm -hmm. we don't realize that's what's reinforcing that creation of reality that spell we're putting on ourselves those intentions we're setting out because those thoughts are repeated yeah repeated even self-deprecation to be funny Mm -hmm. you're still casting a spell on yourself you know you're still dreaming it into reality so powerful though like and that's where when we're talking about creating the ultimate magic the ultimate magic is the story we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. what we think every day yeah and the beliefs we carry because belief one of the most interesting things i've been told was belief is fixed and idea is changeable so we want to focus on ideas when we have a belief that is broken it creates a shattering 
So when we believe something negative about ourselves, it takes a shattering experience to change that belief where we get sick and tired of someone treating us like shit, mm-hmm. of being left behind, of being hurt, of being used or abused. And we have to get to a point where we're so sick of it because it's happened so much that belief has to shatter, which this is an example of shattering being a good thing, where we write the new story of, I deserve more. Yes, yes. And also, when, I mean, I got a lot of Scorpio. You know, I got Venus mm-hmm. in Scorpio, my, my North Node is Scorpio. I love to learn from my pain. And mm-hmm. I can go through it. I can be uncomfortable. I mean, I even like being sad and longing. You know, I I like to learn from pain, but I think everybody does on a subconscious level. It's still yeah. dopamine. It's still a hit. Yeah. Pain is a feeling and it's intense. Yes, it actually can become so addictive because we don't know how to live another way or we don't know how to be happy, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I agree with that, but I feel like learning from pain is something we all should learn to do which is finding our silver linings that's how we grow Mm -hmm. that's how we develop sometimes just the experience of what it is yeah and to avoid to you know to be a shut-in to to avoid love to avoid these things to even to stay hung up on a person who doesn't want you is just a way to protect yourself it's just a way to avoid growth and exploration you know, like it is, a, I see it all the time. Yes. And, you know, I get, I'm back on the phone psychic network mm-hmm. and 99% of my calls yeah. are about someone who the, you know, the person has pulled away. Mm-hmm. The person is saying, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And they want the person back. And we've all been there. But I see a lot of the time, most of the time, I see people don't have matched capacities for love. So it'll be one person with all this capacity, and it's usually anxious and avoidant. It's an anxious and an avoidant. Please love me. Please, I'll do anything. And an avoidant who's like, ew, you see this and want it? This is gross. Why do you want this? What's wrong with you? I'm going away. Yes. This is like the age-old story and... God damn, I don't even know when I moved into secure energy because I think I was anxious secure for a little while there, you know? But to move into secure and be able to tell myself a story now when, you know, and I do want to talk about some personal experiences because I uh, set intention. I said, I think I was saying it on This Is Where Magic Happens. It was was a decision. Yeah. It was like, that's the thing. It was an actual, I said, I want a stable of five. Yes. And that's, and that I've had that before, but it would be like five men to distract me, to, to just play with, you know? And I said it and I got it. And I liked one of them more than the others. And I said, okay, I don't want this. I want that now. And it was like record scratch. Like it was a very angry chihuahua. (laughs) Sorry, Shogi. Um, (laughs) <laughs> what is it? There can be only one. What is the Highlander? <laughs> the one that rules them all. The one that finds them. I'm thinking the Lord of the Rings, personally. <laughs> Chihuahua won't let Shuggy in my lap. Mm, she's so beautiful and evil. Um, but the stable five, yes, when I was like, wait, no, now I want the one I thought was just like, oh, this will be fun. Like, yeah. I really, 
you know, I really moved through it. I had to reset my intention and it was very uncomfortable and it was painful. And, um, I got a lot of lessons in there, but, um, even the, the one I fought, you know, th- that we talked that about I called that. in. Yeah. yeah. We talked about a year the, ago, the people we set specific intentions, like practical magic, mm-hmm. where I had a list, you know, and the experiences we had with the people that we set very specific intention where for me, it was, I wanted somebody who was pagan or also <laughs> a parent, or I wanted somebody who also enjoyed psychic work. Mm-hmm. And I had that that list myself. And mine is so different. Mine is the opposite. Mine's like, ew, no, he can't like pagan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I don't want him to tell me anything about pagan shit. <laughs> or um, what was the other thing? Yeah, psychic stuff. I want him to be curious. But my Mars is in Gemini. So yeah. I like an analyst. I like a science brain. You know, right. I want to be the hippie. <laughs> but, but mine, you know, because I called in a year ago when we talked. Yes. The, yes. the freaking socialist, brilliant, political analyst worked on campa- political campaigns, like yeah. vegan, yes. um, all these things I, I thought I needed and in a partner. That's exactly our, our idea of our version of happiness Yes, for each of our lists. And motherfucker showed up and I was like... get out of my house (laughs) I was yeah I was like I was like all about it at first and then it just ended up being ew that like one of the worst experiences of my life and I sweated that guy you know know. I know I I can't believe how crap but I created he didn't exist Mm -hmm. the person I created around him and filled we fill in the holes with story and fantasy and I did it he Bless him. I love him like a brother because I told Nadia, I was like, I brother zoned him. And she goes, that's good because we still fuck our friends. Like friends are <laughs> yeah, not yeah. safe. Friends are not safe. Cough, 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 <laughs> cough. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I thought I wanted certain things. They showed up. Mm-hmm. They were not what I wanted. Mm-mm. But he taught me a profound lesson in fantasy. Yes. I made him, I I mean, the, the holes I filled in, you know, yes. with the way it could be with a man yes. who was all aligned with me, which I, I can't even believe how bad it was. All of it. I do that. I did that so bad back in the day, especially because I have the Pisces rising. So, mm-hmm. so many people look at like my grounded personality or mm-hmm. my calm personality and they don't... Your Virgo moon. Yeah, my Virgo shines so brightly, but that Pisces is crazy. Like, I did the same thing where... And I think part of what it is also is that we see the divine potential. Yes. We see the divine potential of what they can achieve. Yes. I also want to touch on you, other other psychic friends too. Everybody was like, this is the guy you've been asking for. This is mm-hmm. the guy you called in. But then I actually did that because I was still scared. I wasn't ready to be loved or seen. And it had yeah. been three years of abstinence that I chose. Yes. And I was leveling up psychically. I was very guarded. I didn't want my voice and my thoughts to be influenced by a partner. I needed to develop and stand strong in who I am. And I did all that. And I put him off. Like we were supposed, because we met online. We were, and you only need, this is the thing you guys, get online. It's great. You only need to meet one person. And I mean, I, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. But he 
is for sure a soulmate. I really believe he's one of my soulmates. He opened the door for you. He did. He did. That's why I like your statement, just meet one person, because, I mean, how many times in those readings, also for not people waiting for somebody to come back, but waiting for the right person to come in, it's like, you have to actually get out the door. Yes. You have to create the opportunity. Yes. You can't just sit around doing the same thing no. every day. And I could have seen him. I have, and I'm working on, because I, I grew up with a lot of interesting, I just did a bunch of really deep, like my shamanic stuff that I just did overseas. Mm-hmm. Very deep work on my eating disorders. And I have used them as an excuse and as protection. And um, and I did I did that with him. And I put it off. And so it got delayed. And in the process of delaying this connection, which was long distance for so long, I leveled up. And by the time he got here, and I think this is so fascinating, if he had come earlier, I think I would have liked fighting with him. He wants somebody to fight with him. Yes. And when he was here, he picked fights. This was who I used to be before I had that, you know, you you helped me remove that ancestral curse I had of rage. Yeah. That freaking bloodbath. I mean, that was insane. But I used to choose hysteria. I used to fight with them like that. And there are so many people who want you all lathered up and screaming because it reminds them of their mom. You know, it reminds them of their dad. Like, I, I think that was one of the most powerful things I've ever found coming out of my mouth. It just was ripped out of my mouth. Like, I refuse to be part of your story. Yep. I refuse to keep repeating your cycle, uh-huh. your, your version I of I said love. to my mom in therapy, it's yours, it's not mine. I put it down. Yeah, exactly. And that's... And I and I said, oh. it was so weird. It was before I even saw the curse. It was before I met her. Yeah. And when you were working on me the other night, I saw her come through. I told you this right, very clearly, not covered in blood, not screaming. And yeah. she was beautiful. She actually looked like my mom. Oh, my gosh. But I said to her in therapy, I was like, it's your mother's. It's your mother's mother's. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from, but I put it down. It's not mine anymore. And then, boom, I actually meet her. We cut the cord. Mm-hmm. It was insane. But I had to choose... Because you'd worked on me before. People have worked on me before. Suddenly that cord is seen. Suddenly it's exposed. so beautiful. I finally unhid it. But when he got here, I had cleared that. And I didn't want to fight anymore with a man. I mean, I'll fight. I'll argue. We'll get into it about all kinds of fun shit. I love to debate. Yeah. But the debase, like the the way I fought with my ex-husbands, which... You know, it's yes. it's how we it's how we keep our relationship with our parents alive, yes. you know, and we we relive that because we can't go back in time and fix it. So we seek partners like our parents. We play a role to, to they heal play a role. it somehow. Yes. And he showed up and I had cut I had healed from that. It was gone and he wanted to fight and I remember saying to him, You have to learn to accept love. I'm showing you compassion. You want to fight with me and I'm not doing that with you. Yeah. And he withheld. Remember how he was withholding like yeah. affection and sex? Yeah. Like a punishment. Yeah. It's, it's a manipulation. And like one of the things that keeps crossing my mind as you're talking, as I'm listening to you, is that it was true at the time he came in that that's what you asked for I and did. that's what you called for. Uh-huh. But then you grew and changed and that's how we attract through those stories. Yes. And that's how those intentions work. You changed your story. You decided to break cycles. You healed ancestral traumas. You healed ancestral generational wounds. 
you unmade yourself. Yeah. And then made yourself who you know you are yep. outside of your programming, created a new story, and then he no longer aligned. Yep. And one of the most powerful things that I add to my prayer every night, I have a prayer that I start my day with, and I have a prayer I end my day with. <laughs> and and I pray in between sometimes too. But um, the prayer that I end every day with, the most important line I've added to it is bring me what I need, not what I want. Yes. Intervene on my behalf. Yes. And I've, I started doing that. I think this year is like, I give it to you. I'm not, I'm not deciding what I think I need because I've done myself a great disservice. I trust you to know what's for my best. Yeah. You know, and I feel like surrendering to what we think we want as opposed to what we need. I knew that was coming. Yeah. And that, that I, I've been feeling that energy the entire time is when we're talking about the ultimate magic, it's giving it up to the universe, mm-hmm. asking for what you need. So when you're asking for love spell or partner, it's send me what I need. Send yes. Me what's right for me. Send me what resonates. Send me what That's how you me. get someone who helps you heal. Yes. That's how you get someone who doesn't pick the scab off your fucking mother wound Stabs and stick it. their dick in it. <laughs> Oh my god! I I was I was seeing stabbing, and a then sword they in, point but... at it and they're like, "Oh, your real your wound is really festering today." Yeah, it's, and they're like, uh, and I, you know what? I'm gonna just kind of sidetrack for one minute. I think that's something that's so, like, that's a wound for me. Where mm-hmm. these these men will like we're we're trying to be show that compassion, and and then it's like they resent it, so they'll rip that scab yeah. off. I'm telling you, yeah, and then be like, "Look, you're fucked up too." Yeah, they're (laughs) attract. It's because they look at themselves and they say, "Ew, gross, yuck." And then if you say, "No, it's beautiful," they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He's disgusting. Like they go outside of themselves and hate themselves. So if you show them love, you're you're not lining up with the story they tell themselves. And then they want to see that you're disgusting too. So they'll do whatever Mm -hmm. they can to antagonize your wounds. Yep, just to prove. So like for you with the way he was acting with holding affection mm-hmm. he subconsciously energetically felt that abandonment wound yeah so that cold shoulder. he almost did he almost did i have to say he got here and you know because he's overlapped with someone i'm crazy about now you yeah. know and i was crazy about that person then too but i told myself well this person on paper doesn't look the way i think the person should look yeah and i mean the the vegan socialist obviously did. Yeah. You said to me, you said you need to pay attention to how a man makes you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at them on paper. How do they make... I had never done that. And I always say there are two reasons to love somebody. Two. And we rarely get both of them. And the one reason is if you were an outside observer watching like a movie about them or reading a mm-hmm. book about them, You'd be enamored. You'd root for them. You'd maybe even have a little crush on this character. Like if it's completely removed from your world and you have no interaction Mm -hmm. with them, but you adore them. The other reason is the way they make you feel. You know, they bring you up. Your emotional well-being matters. Mm -hmm. They think you're all these wonderful things. But to have both, to have both where a person is compassionate and checks in on you and cares about you, you know, yeah. and they're amazing. Like, 
but I I usually would only have. I was really going for what a man looked like on paper for a very long time, a very long time. And I think that's something we all do because we that's where it's like we think we know, which is going back to the intention of what you said you pray for every night. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the most powerful lessons I got taught by a wounded soulmate of mine was love is a decision. Oh. It's an action. It's a verb. So when we're talking about love, are they choosing to love you in the moment? If he's withholding affection, is that a decision based in love or no. fear? So what What are, and I, I've been really harping on people, pay attention to the small actions. Yeah. What are the small things? Like we, we think of the big things, like he brought me flowers and chocolate, but Gross. did he look you in the eyes when he was speaking to you? Did he lean his body towards you yeah. to show an interest? Did he touch you? Did he reaffirm you by physical touch? Did What are those little things that he decides to show that he's invested in you or she, for all, yeah. all those listeners out there? You know, how are they deciding to love you? Yeah. Was the way they acted actually a decision yes. based in love? Yes. Every, all these little moments add up. They really freaking add up. And... I, you know, recently have moved into a space where I, I'm feeling, I'm not looking, you know, I'm yes. feeling it. And I think that this is when, when we really find, cause you know, this one person who I'm crazy about, you said heart match and Sarah said heart yes. match when you said that independent of each other, which is so weird. And when I asked Sarah, she goes, I've never heard that before. I don't know. And you said a heart match. Well, you were comparing it to like someone who mothers you. You have a heart match with Doreen. Yes. And I think it's it's also, it wasn't just like a mothering. It's a, it's an indefinable, undescribable relationship that is beyond a label. Like you can't put sister or mother or family or friend yeah. or lover on it it's something transcendent to me yeah that brings something uh, more on an unconditional level and I also feel like heart match to me when we first talked about it my spirit guides are having me recall it's the person that aligns and resonates with you in the now Mm. and I'm also like as I'm talking they're showing me growth projected into the future that our our spirits align and we grow together so I feel like it's something that works in all of those types of relationships that these are people we grow together with, evolve together with, and we become better people in the interaction. Yes. Yeah. I, and I will say since I've moved into this space now with someone who like, I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know, let's do this. Um, and I, I said this to him, like, I want to love in a way where if you come to me and say there's so, which you know is it's usually doesn't work like this but like there's someone I want to be with instead I think that they are better for me they make me happier this 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 I want to hurt but I ultimately want to feel happy and I want to be able to release you you yes. know I want to I want to love people in a way that they're free they're yeah. not beholden to me. They're not responsible for my happiness. Yes. They contribute to it. I think the most powerful healing we can have in a farewell 
is something that feels bittersweet. Like there, mm-hmm. it's a very hard thing to describe the way that you're saying it. There's a freedom where it's like, it's sweet because I remember the good things. It's bitter because it's a farewell, but I will always carry that beauty with me wherever I go. Yeah. Like dark chocolate, like true dark chocolate. Yeah. Like the pure stuff. Yeah, I fucking love that kind of dark chocolate too. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's both bitter and it's sweet. It's it's something savory and you can carry that with you and there is a liberation in being able to say goodbye that way. It's not something that's defining me in the moment. It's not something that makes me everything. It's not something that validates me, makes me feel worthy. It's that my worthiness was within myself. We chose to come together as two people that ebb and flow like tides together. Then you feel you want to move away because not because I'm not worthy, but because there's something that aligns with you more and be able to see that difference. Yes. And we got to get to a place where the validation comes from ourselves, not from the person. Thank you. And even when I was traveling overseas, you know, with like Nikki is gorgeous and larger than life and people are drawn to her. And there were times I felt invisible next to her and I'm used to being attractive, you know, but I was, I was like, damn, this is hard to be around. And I could understand for the first time I've actually, we, I did a Patreon episode with Nikki that was supposed to be an episode, but sorry, you guys, I got too drunk and it just wasn't my best. So it's in Patreon. It's very revealing, (laughs) but I say this to her in there, like it was a real challenge for me to still feel valid and worthy next to someone so stunningly beautiful and charismatic and just confident. But I loved her more. Um, I didn't feel the weird, you know, there are a lot of women who don't like shiny women because they haven't worked on how to shine themselves. Yes. And I shouldn't, I don't mean this to be so gendered. I think I'm just, I'm, I'm pulling from personal experience and yeah. I like to fuck men and I am a woman and women and blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, people in general, I mean, I'm sure it happens among men too, but um, to be jealous, you know, there's, I think the difference between envy and jealousy, I envy is when you. My spirit guides are saying coveted. Oh, like, I don't think it's really jealousy because I don't feel like I feel like you're not jealous of Nikki. And I'm I'm sorry. To no, but I don't feel like you're jealous. I of celebrate Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Every day. It's not envy. It's not jealousy. It feels like covet, like like that light. She was supported and adored by two parents who are still together mm-hmm. And she never grew up with scarcity. And she had... She's had shit, though, man. I mean, she's had her own darkness. But, my God, to see a person shine so brightly is inspiring. Yes. It's like a how-to. Being around her is a how-to. And I do feel like I'm very much on that level. But I've never met anybody on the uh, like where she is with it. And it was a real challenge for me to still feel worthy, still feel deserving, you know, to get male gaze. But I mean, between the two of us, like we we did just fine. Um, But I, I also thought, I don't know. I I felt like um, 
very, I, I validated myself in like patting myself on the back, like, good girl, you love and celebrate your gorgeous friend who is a Leo, you know, <laughs> and sucks up the oxygen, sucks up the attention. <laughs> and, and you love to see her sing and shine. And for me, a sad, double sag with a Leo moon to be like aiming the spotlight on somebody else, not easy, but I don't know. I was so proud of myself for never, ever having a moment where I wanted to bring her down from that pedestal. I wanted yeah. to keep her up there because it was so beautiful to see how to shine like that, how to love yourself like that. Yes. God, I could cry. I'm so in love with her. And the lessons, I mean, I don't even know how to talk about it in just one episode, but like the lessons I learned from her specifically on uh, traveling together for weeks, I, uh, she is a shining example. You should all follow her on Instagram because seriously, she's also gorgeous, very hot. Um, but like, <laughs> but I, it was almost like, um, that breaks friendships, you know, when there's yeah. a petty jealousy, when somebody wants something that the other one has, um, cause there's envy where you look at it and you want it too. There's jealousy where you want to take it away. I think I got those right. Yeah, I feel like that. And that's why I think I really kind of moved toward coveted. It's mm-hmm. not that I want to steal your thunder, like how you're talking about in jealousy. Yeah. It's, I, I like almost role model admiration-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, you're so incredible that admiration I see that shine and I'm just like blown away and I'm I'm very aware of my own lack but I want to build you up yes and and another thing when you're writing these spells every day for yourself you're telling yourself I mean I have because one of my one of my guardians she calls me baby girl Mm. and when somebody's mean to me or I have a moment or you know yesterday at the groceries at Aldi this mean woman like butted between Mandy and me trying to get our fucking case of cat food and Mandy's got her hand in a brace and everything and she was so mean and I was like things like that never even bother me at all anymore I don't understand how people road rage I don't understand how people take that stuff so personally but my I have a I have a guardian a guide who's who's always like baby girl they're just jealous baby girl they know you're so pretty like and she's very she, I mean, she really helped. She really stepped up when my, when I lost my mom, you know, and she oh. mothers me, this, this guardian. And I feel her all the time. Like sometimes I'll have a little moment and I feel like her arms around me and I'm so grateful. But now when I talk to myself, it's all baby girl. Blah, blah. Like I talk to myself the way she has talked to me and all I ever do, even if I do something and I'm, and it's like, well, that was dumb, but you're so cute when you fuck up. You know, like yeah. I, I just say the things that lift me up in the moment, yes. not that bring me down. But I have been very careful lately. Like, I, I mean, a lot of us did this during COVID. We cleared out all the human cobwebs, all the people who didn't serve us. That just, oh my gosh, that made a huge difference. Yeah, I know you did too. I want to actually revisit the statement you just made. Like, the statement you made, I think it's more profound than you thought. It's baby girl, you know, you fucked up, but you're so cute when you fuck up. What I 
I feel like what that encapsulates is a very profound thing because a there's accountability in that statement. Mm-hmm. There's recognition of action, reaction. There is a desire to grow through that, mm-hmm. and then there's also a compassion for self and recognition recognizing your own evolution. Yeah, and still being able to accept yourself and love yourself through that, and it. That statement is a very powerful example of providing all of those things in one sentence. And it was a beautiful example of the things I say. Yes, yes, yes. I have started to lead with my little girl, with Mm. the little girl who didn't get the attention or or nurture, nurturing her parents in general Mm. that she needed. And now I nurture her and I'm obsessed with her. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I find most intention and most manifestation comes from wounded inner child first. Yeah. And I always love how everything flows together with us. Like (laughs) you're leading with inner child to heal your world, create this new reality, Mm -hmm. create new intention, create new love, a new story in love for yourself and with other combining that together and it's the wounded inner child that says all those depreciating words because of what we've been taught to believe about ourselves it's the wounded inner child that creates our reality that we will always be abandoned we'll never be good enough all the self-worth that's coming from solar plexus sacral root chakra wounded inner self so that's really what's getting in the way of intention Yes. It's true. It's true. I lead with her. Like, I have learned to live in the moment. That was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned to... Childlike is very brave. Mm-hmm. Look at how I decorate my home. A mm-hmm. child decorated this home. <laughs> my inner child is my decorator. Like... <laughs> She, she rules, she rules my world. And it's interesting too, because I see how like my cousin Katie is the best mom I've ever seen in my life. The way she mothers her little girl, I see it. And you know, this is like another episode to talk about all that, but, Mm. um, but I see it and I, I want to do it. Like I want to, I want to have a baby and I want to do all that with them, but do I just want to do it to my own inner child? The way she That's mothers Sadie. Exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah. And I think as adults, a lot of us are embarrassed to give that to ourselves, yep. but that's exactly what they we need. They say childish instead of childlike. Childlike. Childlike is pure of heart. Yes. I don't understand why people, I mean, just the dumb fun you can still have in this world with these bodies, people get so uptight. Even you know, there are nights where I want to stay awake really late and I dance hard and I sweat and I go to bed at 4 a.m. All by myself, I'll do that, you know? <laughs> and and then um, the next day, I'm like, good for her. You know, like, yeah. I know who came out to play. That was her, you know? Yes. And she needs to be seen. She needs to be yes. validated. And I did that for her. And something I did start to say um, with the leveling up, too, with losing friends you got a clean house. If you got people around you who prop mm-hmm. up the 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 nightmare instead of the dream, mm-hmm. get them the fuck out. If you've got people who 
like you when you're down, when you need them, but not when you're up, get them out. Mm -hmm. That's poison in the water. You have poisoned your well with people. And I cleared so many. I mean, I lost pretty much my whole family. I, I say I lost. They expected it to be one of our many fights. But I let them go. I wish them well, and I I still love all of them. I love all of them so much. Never want to see them again. Hope I never see them again. Um, But I made space, and then these new friends stepped in. Like, you and I got closer. Yeah. The fact, like, like, even I'm in constant contact throughout the day with Nikki and Nadia, two of the shiniest, most brilliant hilarious my god they're so fucking funny one word funny uh like i think what also catches me about the intelligent like they have something to say yes i think that's something that we lose in conversation too is when we're talking to people and we're just talking what are what are the words we're actually talling like what are we talking about like fun stupid distracting conversations Mm -hmm. amazing but what is the value of what we're saying? Yeah. Like, can I actually have a serious conversation with this person I'm talking to? Yes. And that's what I think a lot of people lose in their friendship. Yep. Is, like, we can bullshit all day. That's awesome. But can I actually sit down yeah. with you and talk about life? Yep. I hate small talk. I don't want it. Yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> Seriously, if somebody, if that's all somebody can do... It's so funny. So many times somebody will be small talking at me, and I'm like, so what kind of weird religion did you grow up with? Like- <laughs> <laughs> That's the first place you... Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't even think... I don't... I think it just goes in one ear, out the other, and I don't take yeah. it into my being. It doesn't register. I don't connect. I don't connect. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think people need to look at the world they're dreaming into reality. And if you don't believe... Oh, and it's Jessa Reed who says this thing I really like, and... It's funny because Jessa Reed and I have so much overlap in Mm -hmm. listeners. Um, And I only just listened to her stuff uh, during my crisis over Christmas when my family abandoned me and every, and I was all alone for my birthday. I shouldn't say I have friends. I have a few friends in Florida and, and people made me feel loved and celebrated. And honestly, like I kept thinking if I get through this month, I will never need to see them again. And it, it was true. I, healed and I was fine and I had food poisoning on Christmas and threw up all over my Uh, house and had to clean it up myself it was so awful a cat scratched me on Christmas did you see my face did I send you pictures no I don't think you did a spirit came in while I was sleeping and Rue was sleeping next to my face and it scared her and she, it, a spirit got in my face on Christmas Eve. Oh, gosh. And Because, you know, the veil is so weird on Christmas. Yeah. Well, she jumped across my face, and my ear wouldn't stop bleeding. I thought, do I have to walk to the hospital at 5 a.m. on Christmas oh, Day? Oh, my God. That's um, good point. I thought I was deformed. The way she, her whole, all her fucking claws went into my face. Anyway, it was terrible. But all these things kept happening to me in December, and I kept thinking, if I just stay away, I level up. I'll level up. And I did. And I, I, wait, why was I talking about December? Jesus I Christ, I had the same experience, though. Did you? On Christmas? No, like, through December, I kept telling myself the same story. Yep, if I get through this. And, wow, I'm not tracking back. Usually I'm so good at following conversation, and I just lost I know, it we're too. channeling. I know. We're channeling. I can't remember the things I start saying. Yeah. Oh. It was, who you keep, oh, my spirit guides are reminding me, who you keep around, who's poisoning your well, how you released your family, the things you were telling yourself, how you were going to get through it. That's really where you were going. 
I I know it was around the the friends like clearing space. Yeah. And then I had suddenly people. I mean, the we got level. Closer. Yeah, yeah we, we got actually, closer. We started getting closer. I think in December. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the decision. It's it's. My my spirit guides are kind of putting it this way. It was the decision we made to face our fear because it almost feels like something in you is dying when you're letting go of that tribe yeah or when you're letting go of that poison it's almost like you have to like it's like a spiritual sickness i know what i was saying i was listening to jessa reed it's the thing she says okay so i haven't listened to a lot of jessa's stuff but um that woman is tapped in she's those are real she's getting real down downloads she's the real deal um, and I'm always skeptical. I'm always a skeptic first. I think we should be. Yes. And she said, she said to reprogram your matrix, you know, and we all got our own little private world. It's like yeah. what the Mormons believe. If you're good in Mormon, you get a planet. We, yeah. You already fucking got a planet, you guys. You got <laughs> your own little world. And she said, if you keep saying, and for, I'll use me as an example, like, I don't want to live in Florida. I don't want to live in Florida. Um, all the system hears is Florida. And it's like, yeah. this bitch loves Florida. She can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. Listen to her talk about it all the time. I heard that and I was like, damn. And all I ever did, I didn't tell people. Well, like if I was out and they, you know, everybody assumes I'm not from here anyway, thank God. Um, but I would say, yeah, I live in LA. I live in LA. I live in L.A. I'm going to L.A. 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 All I said was Los Angeles. And Los Angeles kept sucking me back. It kept pulling yes. me back. Florida kept rejecting me. My flights would get fucked up to come to come back to Florida. And yeah. I was like, it's working. And now look, I'm what? Two weeks away from moving back to Los yeah. Angeles. Florida is spitting me out. Los Angeles is sucking me back I, in. I think that it's really cool that you brought that up. Because one of the sole contracts I just rewrote... Um, was I am never alone. But all it was was I am alone. What were mine the other night, remember? Oh, gosh. I I wrote them in here. Buffy, Kat did some work on me that... Uh, And bless bless Angela's heart. She's like, do you remember that thing you did when you were channeling? And I'm like, well... What the fuck was it, That's That's... that's, Uh, it was so some, good. I rewrote too. It was something about worth and worth and I think nothingness or emptiness or it, it was definitely something about how you see yourself, but I don't remember the actual words. Yeah, it was good. I feel it like it's somewhere. Beautiful. It's a note. You somewhere. wrote a beautiful new contract though. Oh my yeah. God. Like, I can feel the energy, but the words are escaping me. Damn, I can't remember. And you know, and that's, I think that's really important is my, oh my gosh, my spirit guides are so loud today. <laughs> Energy is neutral by nature and has no opinion. I think that's why it's important that we're covering the never and all of that. Because no matter how we say it, if it's, it doesn't recognize the no. Yeah. That is very true. It only recognizes the subject. Yep. So Yeah, so if you're like, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, I gotta leave this job. It's gonna keep you stuck. You're obsessed with that job. You're obsessed with the job. Look at what you want, you know? Like, look mm-hmm. at the things you want. Even, um, God, I mean, just 
in love and all the things. So, I mean, when we're talking about like energy being neutral, it, it has no opinion on it. So it's responding to the way that we're saying the statement. So mm-hmm. like when you say like how you said, I hate my job, mm-hmm. right? That's actually a fear-based statement because we're afraid we're never going to leave. We're always just going to be stuck. And that's going to affect our spell work too. So if you're creating like going back to the love spell, if you're creating a love spell because you're desperate to get that validation, you're desperate to get that connection to feel worthy. Yeah. You're creating a spell in fear where you're like, I want to make that person love me or I want to draw a person to me, especially if it's about a specific person. Yes. You know, and that's why we create the list of what we think we want too. Oh my God. And to get the person you quote wanted and then you get them and you're like, the fuck is this? This doesn't serve me. So asking for what you need, what Mm -hmm. will fulfill you is, you know, it's, it almost feels like you're not putting in the work because you're leaving it up to them, but it's also surrendering to the unknown. And yeah, the fear-based statements to lead with fear at all is self-sabotage. It is. And so that's why we want to, you know, we always hear, be careful what you say, but it's, it's the resonance of the words, the quality of the words. And I think what we forget is that the words are a product of an emotion mm-hmm. and they're a product of a feeling and the feeling above all is what the energy is responding to. Yeah. The energy above all. So I hate my job. The feeling of being stuck, it's going to respond to the fact that we will remain stuck. That energy will create a cyclic type situation where we will continue being stuck because mm-hmm. that's what we think, feel, and believe. And that is on our unintentional intention yes and what i have done because that whole trip you know i have i have needs and i am good at taking care of myself and i have like standards and i have all these i'm not easy to live with (laughs) to put it very gently but when i was traveling and it was hard and i can't you know i'm detoxing now because i had to drink tap water and i have a fucking berkey i don't even do fluoride you know and um, when I was traveling, I'd be very uncomfortable. I'd be exhausted. I would surrender to that. And this, I feel, is applicable to people in a job they don't like or in a relationship they don't like. Each day, you surrender to the circumstances and you say, but I'm going to change this. Tomorrow will be better because I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. This is going to be different. There is a surrender and there is a manifestation and they have to go alongside each other, you know? And then there's an action too. Yeah. Like the, the surrender part, I think that's where people get confused where it's like, where do I surrender? Where do I create action? You may not be able to do something now, but the opportunity is the decision and the action is acting upon the decision. So I surrender. It is what it is at mm-hmm. this moment. The manifestation is the intention to create the change and the action is acting upon the decision. Yes. I gave a reading to someone last night and I told her she has a year until she can talk to the person she wants to be with again. I'm like, this is a lot of damage you guys did. Mm -hmm. This person will not hear you. They will not listen. They have no space for your words. And this is the thing people, you have to understand people just don't have capacity. It's not a choice. Like, like sometimes a person just doesn't have the space for your words and yeah. you have to respect that. And, and 
I was telling her in a year, there will be enough healing. There'll be enough time. You two can reconnect, but it's a year. And she was cursing herself over and over with, I'll never be happy again. I'll never love again. Uh, I have nothing to live for this year. And I was like, what? Because I mean, I'll tell you what, like, I pinned a lot of hope on a person a couple months ago. He showed up, basically took a shit in my bed. I mean, that was some bad sex. <laughs> like, like, I would have appreciated a shit in my bed as opposed to what happened there. And, I mean, let's just be real. Um, and the day after he left, I was on a date with someone else. But I also... F- I remember the word was grace. Yes. Gracefully letting it go. Like I kept saying, you handled it with grace. And that's something that my spirit guides keep saying. And I think it's... I was so generous with him. But I had also... And I don't think that this is for everybody. I got to a point with myself where... yeah. Yeah. Where I can afford... I have a large capacity to be graceful, to be generous with other people. If... If I want to be. I think it's, and I think more what I'm focusing on is not so much how you were with him because you were, but how you handled it within yourself where you didn't make it about your self-worth, self-esteem. And there may be a, may have been moments where you went into that, but you. Yeah, I didn't. You made a decision to say it's not about me. Yeah. When he. My God. I mean, it's, it's like hard to, it was hard to not take it personally, but the whole time I, and this is something too, if you, this is actually an amazing tip. If you can focus on your inner child and give them the reins and give them all this, this, uh, what's the word? Breath, the, the birth, birth. <laughs> if you can get them channeling and I don't even, if you yeah. can give them all this space, you will start to see the child in other people. Yes. So your children will talk to each other and the adults hang back. And the children should be in charge. If the, if we all led with our inner children, the planet wouldn't be about to end. You know what I mean? Like, if all the children were the ones talking, it would just be kinder. It would it would be gentler. Um, but I saw almost the entire time I was with him, and he, he was with me for four days, and every day got harder for me. And eventually I had to ask him to leave. But um, I saw his child. The child is who came out and talked to me the whole time, pretty much. Even when we had our, like, fight, and I was like, you got to go. The child is going to show you the wounds. Like, when somebody leaves you in a relationship, you're not a hurt adult. You're a hurt child. You know, you need to be nurtured like a child. Um, But when you can start to see people's children in them, instead of the adult who's putting on the the face, you know, the business pants and all that shit, you can talk in a way, you can speak to people in a way, I don't want to say disarming, it is kind of, but like you're... Vulnerable. Yeah, the vulnerability that comes with it. That's exactly the word, it's vulnerable. Yes. Um... I started down a path on this and who knows where I was going. Well, I feel that that's where, when we were talking earlier, that we're ashamed to be the child 
-hmm. you know, and the inner child. That's the place we get vulnerability, but that's where we end up feeling secure. Yeah. In a relationship is the ability to have that vulnerability. And if that person that we pull in in our intention work cannot allow us that space yeah that you're describing then that is not in alignment with us no no and that's where it's going back to how you said how does this make me feel yes yes and also you don't have to be generous with them i mean his guides talked so much to me and even after we had this fight where i said i, I think i need you to leave um we came back and he packed up his stuff and like I could feel his heartbroken child, the same one who had suffered abandonment, you know, yeah. before. And I just went in the bedroom and I said, can we just hold each other for a minute? And when I went in the bedroom, I remember his, he was defensive. He was like ready to fight more with me when I came in and I was like, let's just hug each other. And we held each other and I gave him, I said, can I give you some feedback? <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I gave him some feedback about, and it was his, from his guides. I didn't even know what I was about to say. And it was, blah, 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 blah. and it was, and I was like, damn, that was really good feedback. And he appreciated it. And I will always love him. Honestly, if he were the last man on the earth, I wouldn't fuck him. I would masturbate. I would maybe kiss him while I masturbate. <laughs> we are not sexually compatible. And uh, I mean, shocking, you know, honestly, because like I haven't had bad sex in like a long time. Anyway, it was, it was just not great. Um, but like that, that I could have conjured so incorrectly a person who on paper, every fucking box, like Ever, yes. even to see photos of him you know like the 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 application was perfect the interview bombed yes. you know and this is why when you because it, it's funny everybody's like uh oh, manifest has become such a but whatever manifest conjure um dream like just recreate the the illusion this is why you don't know what's going to serve you, yes. you know? And the person I want to be with now was in front of me for four years, maybe. Yeah. I know how long I've known him. What? I didn't notice until I asked. I, I've also been channeling Aphrodite, which yeah. I can't I can't say high, enough high praise about that. Um, where every day, this is my morning prayer, I say, please help me to lead with love and beauty. Please help me to spread love and beauty wherever I go. Um, fill me with the spirit of Aphrodite. And, you know, she was a fucking bitch sometimes. She wasn't going to take shit from anybody. That's the truth. It's not like you're going to lose your footing channeling a goddess. But when I started to channel Aphrodite, you know, and I dedicated my whole bedroom to her, which yeah. I think I will do until the day I die because that's, you know, you want your bedroom to be full of love and beauty. But ever since I started channeling her, I, I, I feel like I could, I, I, the multitudes of men who have come at me since I started opening myself up where I didn't have my checklist anymore. And I will say, Sarah, you know, my shaman, Yeah. she had told me, she does this thing where she makes you make a list. And the last time I used that list, I applied it and I got weird pushback from my guides. 
I no longer believe in that list. I do not believe we have and a list. That's, that's the evolution. Have your deal breakers. And that's why I, I, I was saying earlier, unmaking yourself, throwing away the beliefs you've created about yourself, throwing okay. away the ideas you have about who you are, what you want, and being open to whatever you see. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we create the strongest magic. Yes. Yes. And remember, everything is temporary. Whoever you love, if they love you back and it's all fucking dynamite, fireworks, mm-hmm. best sex of your life, I mean, whatever, it's temporary. And let that beauty just come and Yes. Go. Let that flow. And, you know, it's, it's a very Western idea that love has to be forever. Yes. Like all the, you gotta, you gotta just realize like love ends. Love is supposed to end because another person comes in with messages. Or it's, even if it's tell death do you part, mm-hmm. you know, it Somebody's it gonna die. Somebody's it's temporary. <laughs> we're afraid of that goodbye, but I think making peace with how you said, and I love that you told that story about him, making peace with the way we are willing to say goodbye mm-hmm. and honoring those moments by moments by moments by moments. That's where we really create love yeah. in that time. Yes. I know what I was going to say. Two things. The the person I'm quite taken with now, I told you I keep channeling at the men I date. Mm-hmm. I keep accidentally channeling. And I'm sure it's because I'm working with Aphrodite so much. But... He told me, because he was getting a little freaked out, um, just from feelings and high stakes and the basics, which, yeah, feel those things. It's scary to love. It's scary to be vulnerable and want something so badly. And then, oh, God, but then when I lose it, it'll hurt. You know, I'll go through all that. But he said to me, when you told me we'd stay friends, we'd probably stay friends no matter what. That really helped. And I don't, I, I don't remember saying that. But I was like, oh, yeah, but that's true. But that was his guides talking through me, you know, that we, and I, I mean, yeah, we would stay friends. Um, love someone in a way that no matter what you aspire, you know, it doesn't mean you can be, but like you, that they're a friend, friendship first. The, the fucking bare minimum should be that they're a friend to you, you know? Yeah. And the other thing, I want to leave every single person I come in contact with, but especially the people I love, I want to leave them better than I found them. I want my love to make them better than they were before me. I want to show them things about themselves that are beautiful. I want to fucking gas them up, you know? <laughs> that's, I, I don't, if, if I don't want to do that for you, then I don't love you, you know? And, and that's love. Love is and I have so much energy. Like, why can't I be generous with it? You know? Yeah. Especially if you've got anxiety, you have the ability to channel that into the people you love. You know, yeah. anxiety is energy. Um, depression is lack of energy. Um, but I have, and I do believe that this is my own revelation, calling in the wrong person, seeing the, the big dumb mistakes I've made for a while now. But also... You know, if you guys are here, like, listening and you're like, these bitches were supposed to tell me a love spell. (laughs) (laughs) Become a patron, for starters. You'll get some real good ones. But channel the goddess. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't have to be Aphrodite. It can be whatever goddess feels like love to you. Obviously not Hepate. Every time she's, she's, no, I don't want your love. My favorite one is uh, Mother Mary. I love Mother Mary. Yes. For love. And people don't think of that, but that's, to me. So the, much all compassion. The ultimate kind of love that I see. And a mother. Love yourself like the best mother you've ever mm-hmm. seen. Love yourself the way my cousin Katie loves her little girl. Oh my God, I could cry talking about their love. Never have I seen such patience, empathy, compassion, nurturing ever. And that yes. it's in my family where it, we just have diseased cords and yes. fucked up ancestral curses and Katie broke free and is the best mother I've ever seen in my life. Well, then there's hope for anybody, you know? But I think that's also the people that create the most beautiful love because they know what it love also doesn't look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I am learned even, you know, I got trapped in a state that I will not name again because I don't want, I'm going back to Los Angeles, going back to Los Angeles. But being here held up the most uncomfortable mirror of my life and I, I'm being a little dramatic, but I do feel like I just spent time in a very hardcore prison. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's, that's also Florida. But I, guess, I think but. that's also the point too, and I know we're wrapping it up here, but I think it's, it showed you what you didn't want. It yeah. showed you, it was a physical representation of the story you made for yourself, the cycles you were trapped in, in your family mm-hmm. and your life and your love life. It showed you all of the stories you wrote so you could break free yeah. of that. So it was the mental reality yeah. of your own design. And yes. you healed it. Even to bear witness to a family member raise her child in a way where, you know, I've seen other family members raise children and, and like cycles of abuse perpetuated, all these th- hard, hardcore fucking things man and to see it be broken to actually because i wouldn't have gotten that via facetime i wouldn't have experienced that to see this beautiful freaking growth within my lineage but um more okay so to summarize things that they can do i believe in the power of prayer i believe that you are very clearly that and i that power of prayer is not god and not no not exclusive to Christianity by any means, it's, which power of prayer predates Christianity yeah. by fucking. Uh, don't even get me started. Uh, yeah, that that <laughs> we that what you and I do is so much older than Christianity, and people are like, "You're a witch," <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And also, I love Jesus. Like, he is one yeah. of my favorite deities, I Mother agree. Mary, Jesus. Yes. Um, but power of prayer is you rewriting. Every day, you asking for intervention on your behalf. It's actually the most powerful intention. Yes, it is. No hold bars, no ritual, no flourish, no nothing. It is the simplest, most beautiful intention, Uh focused intention, where we are speaking from our heart, unguarded, vulnerable to the universe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hell yes. Every day... Before, you know, I have a fucking cat farm, so I have to tend to the farm before my needs are met. So, like, and the chihuahua I count as part of the cat farm, because it's basically a cat, this chihuahua. But after I tend to the farm, and then I can tend to myself, one of the first things I do to come online is I ring my bell all around. Mm -hmm. I do it, like, 
um, under my hands. I do it, you know, at the palms of my hands. I do it under my feet. I do it at my crotch. I do it at my butt. I do it behind my head. I ring my bell all around and I call in everybody. I call in everybody, my healthy ancestors. I call in everybody and I, I ask them, um, well, cause with the work we do, I only ever call in people who will enjoy working with me, who I can help. I say it, those that work with me with unconditional love and trust. Yes. Yes. And that's when I ask them to intervene on my behalf. That's when I ask for specific things. Like I need to make a shit ton of money now. I got to go home, you know, this stuff. But every day I set the bar and I choose to connect with the highest, you know, version of source available to me that day. Mm -hmm. That's when I ask to lead with love and beauty. Um, sometimes I pray for specific people who have been on my mind who I know are suffering or, or struggling. Um, and I always tell them, I want to make you proud of me. And man, they come alive when you say that to your guides. That's what you. That's what they're here for. They. Uh -oh. That's <laughs> fucking food to them. You know? Everything you just said was so fucking beautiful. Like I'm just like <laughs> melting in the energy of the intention. Just speaking it out loud. Just like ah. Oh, Thanks. I could take a nap. I'm so relaxed. It's so Aww. beautiful. <laughs> well, and then at night I do it again. And then um, you know, if you guys, if there is someone and you have a connection with them, if you know, you don't have to manipulate them. But you can set attention, intention before you go to sleep. I do this a lot where I'm like, hey, uh, I would really like to see them on the astral plane and work out some details and get some clarity. Mm -hmm. And you often won't remember what happened, mm -hmm. but there, it'll be there. And you have access every night to the astral plane, which mm -hmm. is where, it, you know, if you can't always talk to everybody you want to talk to there but mm -hmm. you can talk you can access a lot of motherfuckers on the astral plane yep you can fuck a celebrity on the astral plane you're gonna give away the patron ah! so, <laughs> this was amazing thank ah! you <laughs> this was so good yeah become a patron if you want to hear real love spells we're so we're gonna do two different ones on the patron we're gonna do um one that will manipulate the hell out of a person i mean the one i did it to mm -hmm. Oh, God, it's so sad. I went to his wedding. He cried after he got married. He said, my life is over. I can't wait to see what you do with yours. And I was like, I never should have done that love spell to him. <laughs> mm. I've tried to release him. I haven't told him about it. And he's like, it's not the love spell. But mm. Mm. <laughs> it goes to show what he knows about witchcraft. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to talk about menstrual blood, all the best stuff on the Patreon. Um, do you have anything you want to add? I love you guys always. Tell them where they can find you. All right. So you can find me on um, YouTube and on TikTok at Psychic Cat Moonchild, uh, cat with a K. And you can find me on Moonchild Dreams on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a YouTube video here soon about co-creation and manifestation with intention with another individual. <laughs> so that I, I loved that this was the thing we were doing today. Yeah. Um, Moonchild Dreams is uh, C-H-Y-L-D-E. 
So. And you can also book readings with Kat. You can, she does spells on behalf of people. I you do. sell spell kits and oils you yes. make and amazing fucking crystal jewelry. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing you can definitely find on Facebook. And I don't know if I introduced her properly, but this is Kat from Cast the Dega when, that was funny. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Oh. When Yeah. When, um, when I would always talk about all my crazy shit in Cast the Dega, <laughs> it's always been you. Oh, it's always been you, Kat. It's always been me. It's always been me. Oh my god, thanks. I hope you guys are all mothering yourselves. Yeah, seriously, like with all the love, I love that this was all love and intention and Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Turn the light, turn all that energy you want to spend on another person on yourself, and you'll call in somebody who can do it, who does it for themselves, Mm -hmm. and then you can support each other when you need it. But you are the one who is the most responsible for your emotional well-being. And as soon as you get that right, and I feel like I started to say this, but that was the thing. Like, I leveled up in the process. Yes. And then the partner I called in didn't match. Mm-hmm. And somebody else better came in. I love it. It's so great. It's so great. And everything's temporary. Don't get attached to anything. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Thanks, sister. And until next time, you guys, keep living a life that's worth burning for.